Welcome to the Week 12 Fantasy Podcast and College Football Standings Review with Niall Hessen. Only Niall again today. Sorry about the last two weeks, guys. I know I was trying to get a weekly fantasy podcast out. Um, I haven't done a great job the last two weeks, so I am sorry about that. Um, But we're back at it. That's all that matters. We got Week 12 this week. Uh, So let's take a look at the topics that we're going to be going over today. Um, We got our breaking news of the week. Uh, my results from the last week of fantasy, my two key players of the week from last week, one surprise from last week, one disappointment from last week. We got two good matchups this week, two bad matchups this week, one sleeper this week, a bust this week, a must start this week, and we're gonna I'm gonna predict the best player at each position, and then I got my NFL picks, and then the college football playoff standings review. So let's get right into it. Um, breaking news we're going to start out with here, and that is Miles Garrett gets in a fight with Pittsburgh Steelers and Mason Rudolph. This was crazy. Um, I actually was watching the game live, and I was just, you know, watching some fantasy players, and all of a sudden I just see Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph going at it, and Miles Garrett just took his helmet off and started whacking him in the head. Um, I actually called Ben afterwards because I know he's a big Steelers fan. Um, I thought that was crazy. Um, Should he be kicked out of the league for it? In my opinion, yes. I I firmly believe that he should be kicked out out of the league for good and should not be allowed to be back in the NFL. Um, I think that was vicious. I think that was aggressive, and that was too much, especially for a rookie quarterback who just came off a concussion where he was knocked out, um, flat out knocked out, he deserves to be kicked out of the league for sure. This leaves a very bad impression on the Browns. Um, the Browns have already had a lot of turmoil going their way. Um, you know, with the whole Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, you know, 3-7 and seven or whatever the record is, not great. Um, and I lived in Cleveland. I don't like that place that much. It's just, I don't know, the Browns are just a mess. Add this on top of it. Um, it's just not a good combination for the Cleveland Browns. Definitely an embarrassment, in my opinion, for the Cleveland Browns and Freddie Kitchens. Uh, we got a new rookie head coach that has never been put into a situation like this before and has to figure out a way to get around it and not worry about it, uh, even though it's going to be hard. So, Miles Garrett with that huge brawl is crazy. Um, you saw all around the NFL people were talking about it, all around the world, in fact. Uh, definitely vicious. In my opinion, he should be kicked out of the league for it. If not, he should be banned for a couple of years because that was too much, um, especially for a rookie quarterback who just got back from being knocked out. Uh, so let's go off some bad stuff, and let's go into some good stuff. So my results from the last week of fantasy, I went 3-0 and once again. I've been on a tear the last four or five weeks. Um, I think I've probably gone 15 or 18 for out of th- or 15 or 18 uh, to 3. So really been tearing it up in all three of my leagues. Um, I'm going to go over just a couple key players from my three leagues. Uh, so my buddy Carson Youngman's league, I had Travis Kelsey and Josh Allen. Uh, I believe Josh Allen had a couple rushing touchdowns. Kelsey had uh, a lot of yards. It was non PPR too, uh, and had that touchdown as well. In Ben's league, Dak Prescott had a great week, and Mark Ingram. Uh, Prescott, 444 yards, three touchdowns. Ingram, two reception, receiving touchdowns. Um, I'm now 8-3 and three in that league. I'm on a seven-game win streak, so I've really turned things around there. Uh, I'm now 5-6 and six in Carson's league as well. 
And then my Arizona League, I had Christian McCaffrey and Marlon Mack. Uh, and obviously, I, I've had those players on like you know a couple of my teams, uh, but I didn't want to keep putting them. I want to try to get the two best players that I haven't put it put in yet. Uh, like I have McCaffrey and Carson's League and stuff. Uh, but McCaffrey had a good week as well, and Mack had a good week, but he fractured his hand, so got to make some adjustments for the next week with that. Um, definitely disappointing. Uh, I did look to Mack, and now I'm kind of not in a great spot with running backs, to be honest, so going to shop the market, hopefully get a good running back. Hopefully Mack comes back soon. Uh, so I'm going to talk about my two key players from last week, going a little depth about them. So first off, I'm going to say Dak Prescott. He had 444 yards, three touchdowns, and about 31.6 fantasy points on average. And that's pretty good, uh, especially for a quarterback. He had a really strong outing. He almost got to the 500 yards mark. It's crazy to think, but that's five whole football fields. He almost did that five times on average. So that's kind of crazy. Um, but he has solid receivers to throw to. We all know Amari Cooper, um, Jason Witten, even though he's about 100 years old. Ezekiel Elliott can be a valuable asset out of the backfield as well. So has a lot of options to throw to. It's a really strong outing. Uh, I think I mentioned this previously or the week before I was going to mention this. Or, like you know, the uh, Week 11 podcast that the Lions defense it loves to give up passing touchdowns. I don't know why, but every time I've had a quarterback go against the Lions defense, they've had like four touchdowns uh, and like 350 yards at least. So been absolutely shutting it. So I said Dak Prescott will have a good week, and he did. Uh, and then we'll go to Christian McCaffrey. He had 14 rushes for 70 yards, 11 receptions for 121 yards. That was the key there. He had about 30.1 fantasy points. Um, like I said before, I said he was going to have a really good week. I'm sorry I didn't get that podcast out. I was really trying. I made the podcast, um, you know, like the transcript and stuff. Never got down to actually making it. I was super busy with baseball. So I really want to get it out because I would have had a good week of uh, get predicting stuff. Um, but the 11 receptions there is big. Uh, I mentioned this previously at the beginning of the year with your pre-fantasy drafts um, to look for that reception from uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's known for getting receptions. I'm pretty sure last year he had 14 receptions in a game alone. Uh, so great running back to get those points. That's 11 fantasy points right off the bat. Um, and not with all the yards he's had. So definitely a great week for him. Um, I expect to see more of this from him, especially since he is that leader of the offense. We all know Cam Newton's injured. Kyle, and Al- Kyle Allen's been the quarterback there. Um, not knocking on Allen because he started off 4-0, but, you know, rookie quarterback in the league. They looked at somebody like McCaffrey to help pick up the load. And in my opinion, he is a legitimate MVP candidate for the NFL. I know a lot of it's focused on quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson. Pat Mahomes is still in there. But Christian McCaffrey, if we're talking about best overall player, I still think Lamar Jackson wins MVP, but Christian McCaffrey is definitely a top five player in the league in all the positions combined. So I can definitely see him winning MVP if it wasn't so focused on quarterbacks, but unfortunately it kind of is, so it's a little disappointing. Uh, So we'll move on to the one surprise that I had from last week, and that was Deshaun Watson. He had 169 yards with an interception, four fantasy points for him on average, which is not good at all, especially for a quarterback. Saying that he was a top five quarterback in the league, I'm very surprised. Um, I knew that the Ravens' defense was very good. If you do not have them yet, or nobody has them in your league, pick them up. Uh, Ravens' defense is phenomenal, but I expected a lot more from him. I was expecting, you know, it would be a shootout, to be honest. I know the Ravens' defense is really good and can stop the pass especially and the run, 
But I was expecting, you know, Watson to have three touchdowns maybe, uh, maybe a rush touchdown, a lot of yards. But that wasn't the case. Only 169 yards and an interception. Um, flip side, though, for Lamar Jackson, he had a heck of a game. So just funny how that works. We all know Watson's probably a top five quarterback. He probably could arguably was a top three quarterback in fantasy. Um, but after that week, I think they bumped him down a little bit uh, just because of his points. But I was very surprised, especially he has he still has a valuable receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. I have him on my fantasy team. And it just doesn't seem like those two have been connecting as well as they did last year. So look to Hopkins more. I know Deshaun's watching this, obviously. So look to Hopkins more. You know, get get those receptions. Uh, if you're a Hopkins fantasy owner, I wouldn't press the panic button and try to trade him. He's going to get the receptions, especially in the clutch. So just hasn't been working out so far this year. But I expect everything to um, be working out. So Deshaun Watson was my surprise from last week, I think. 90% of America would also say he was a surprise from last week as well. Uh, let's go to the one disappointment I had from last week. That was Tom Brady. Uh, he only had 216 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. Um, I actually expected a couple of TDs from him. Um, he didn't play an awful game. It was at Philly. Philly's a really hard place to play. But 8-1, and one, you know, Tom Brady's been kind of carrying the load there. And I don't know, just was expecting a lot more from him. Uh, Edelman had that passing touchdown. I just was expecting Tom Brady to have a little more yards, maybe 300, and have a touchdown or two. So just funny how that works. Though sometimes it's just like, you know, greatest of all time. Can't even get a touchdown. Uh, but no picks was always a solid. You know, tor- turnovers for NFL, a lot of teams will take. Uh, fantasy helps a lot, especially for leagues. Minus two. Tom Brady is definitely a quarterback that you should still keep on your team, obviously. Um, but... You know, it wasn't an awful game. He only had about 8.5 fantasy points, but definitely was expecting a lot more from him. So definitely is my disappointment from last week. Now that we got last week taken care of, uh, we're going to go on to the two good matchups I have this week. Uh, This is any player. All these are any player, except if I say they're for my fantasy team. So I looked at, you know, who's playing who, and I did my research. And the two good matchups I have this week our first one is Deshaun Watson. I'm expecting a bounce back week from Deshaun Watson. He had an awful week, probably the worst week of his career, in my opinion, in his young career. He's going to have a bounce back week this week. They're home against the Colts. The Colts are banged up on D. They're not 100%. And their defense is alright. It's not the greatest in the league, but it's also not the uh, worst. So I do see Watson being able to um, scramble around a little more, find receivers like Hopkins you know, and uh, I can't think of the running back's name, but just get more involved with the offense. I really do expect a good week from Watson. Um, Hopkins will have a good matchup as well. Can't think of the guy, the cornerback that's going to be on him, but Hopkins has got that height advantage. Uh, So expect three touchdowns and 300 yards. That's what I'm going for with Watson. I said that last week. I do think it will be possible this week. Uh, I do like the matchup that Deshaun Watson has against the Colts. Uh, And then my next matchup is going to be Leonard Fournette. Throwing in some new players this week. Uh, why I say Leonard Fournette? He's at Tennessee. Tennessee is not that great at stopping the run. They're good at stopping the pass. But run, they've been struggling a little bit. Uh, and Fournette, surprisingly, has flown a lot under the radar. But he's a top 10 running back in the league. Thinking fantasy is about a... I think he was the 8th best running back in the league. That's not... It's alright. It's probably a running back 1. Maybe a running back... Probably a running back 2. Potentially a running back 1 in your fantasy league. Um... 
but he's very underrated this year. Uh, I haven't even been paying that much attention to him. But like I mentioned before, Titans aren't the best rundy. Um, especially with Foles settling back in after that long collarbone injury, I expect the Jaguars to run it a lot more. And Foles before is always targeted for net in the passing game. So especially if you're in a PPR league, that can help you with points per reception. So I'm expecting a big week from Fournette. I could see 100 yards and a touchdown or two with a good amount of reception. So definitely a top five, potentially a top three running back this week. I don't know if I could stretch that, but definitely a great matchup this week against the Titans is Leonard Fournette. Um, Let's move to my two bad matchups this week. I got Ezekiel Elliott, my first one. He's at the Patriots. That's always, always, always tough to play. The Patriots have been phenomenal all around this year. I mentioned with Tom Brady, you know, alone. But their defense has been phenomenal. Getting takeaway after takeaway, pick after pick, fumble after fumble. I mean, it's just been touchdown after touchdown. Fantasy-wise, New England's defense is phenomenal. NFL-wise, they're phenomenal as well. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has actually had a rough couple of weeks. Last week, he didn't do that well. Uh, I think he only had like 13 rushes for about 45 yards. So trying to get Ezekiel Elliott more involved... Dak's been kind of taking the role. Dak's a top five quarterback we know this year. So Zeke's got a tough matchup for him. And the Patriots are very good at stopping the run. We've seen that time in and time out. Any running back that's gone there has really struggled with the run. So it's hard to do. It's a tough challenge. We'll see how he performs. He just signed that six-year, $90 million contract that he held out for. In my opinion, he hasn't been performing to that yet. I know... That he is a great running back, but I haven't seen much production from him, and I don't can I don't see much production from him this week. Now he is a still still a top running back in the league, obviously. So you have to put him in your starting lineup. That's not a no. That's a no brainer. But you might not see the best production from him. So if you see a better matchup, you could potentially sit him out or put him in your flex. Um, just you know, seeing how good the Patriots defense is, it might not be the bad. Best, um, it might be the best option just to sit him out. Maybe you got something that's going against the Dolphins or the Bills. You know, that's something you might want to check your lineup. Uh, but yeah, Patriots definitely a bad matchup. And I'm gonna stick with running backs for my second matchup. I got Saquon Barkley, he's heading to Chicago to face the Bears. The Bears have had a rough season, we all know, with Trubisky, all the drama there, uh, especially with his hip issue now, which I think is just a cover up. I don't truly think he's injured, but he could potentially be, and we're just just because he's had a bad year. But the Bears' defense, which won them last year, the NFC North, is still phenomenal. I mentioned at the beginning of the year that Trubisky is not a good quarterback. He will probably finish one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. That is the case right now. The only reason, in my opinion, the Bears won the NFC North last year is because of their defense and Khalil Mack. If their defense wasn't as good, they wouldn't even have a chance at the playoffs. But since their defense is phenomenal, they gave them the chance Gave them the chance to almost go to the NFC Divisional. Or maybe it was a Divisional. Whenever they lost with Cody Parkey uh, against the Eagles. Gave them a chance and we'll continue to give them a chance. And we'll give a running game for the Giants a big issue. The Bears have always been known to stop the run. When Dalvin Cook, another top running back in the league, went to Chicago. Got stopped again. So the Bears love to stop the run. You know They love, Khalil Mack loves tackling that running back. They can stop the passing game as well, but I see a particularly tough matchup for Saquon Barkley this week. Um, he is a still start, in my opinion. I'm not saying bench him, but 
expect low numbers from him. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's go to my sleeper for this week. My sleeper this week is Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is a funny story of its own. Winston has got the talent. Like, he is really good. We all know that, right? Jameis Winston arguably can be a top five quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Um, And honestly, you know what? He's got the talent. He just turns the ball over way too much. If he had no turnovers, 100% Jameis Winston could potentially be in the MVP race. And I'm not just saying that as a joke. Turnovers are killing the Buccaneers, especially. And with Jameis Winston making those mistakes, it's really, really affected the Buccaneers and affected him in fantasy. He's had a couple four interception games, I believe, or three, four interception games. It's been rough, to say the least. But who knows? I think this week he'll have a good week. Uh, the Falcons have kind of gotten lucky their last two weeks with their wins. They got an absolute luck with the Saints. We all know that. But their defense before the Saints game was really bad. There was not a lot of sacks. I believe they only had like six sacks through like seven weeks or something like that. So Winston will have some time to throw the ball. He can complete it to his receivers like you do, like Evans. Evans will have a good week as well with Winston having a good game. I can see Winston having four-plus touchdowns this week. The question is, how many turnovers will Jameis Winston have? I see him being a sleeper this week because I don't think he'll have that many turnovers. I think he maybe will have one, but he'll have a great week, uh, in my opinion. Let's go with my bust this week. My bust this week is going to be Le'Veon Bell. This is shocking because he is home against the Raiders. But the Raiders are a good team this year. In my opinion, I don't think the Raiders are going to have a good year this year. But they are. You know, their defense has been stepping up a lot better than a lot of us anticipated. They got Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs leading the way for them. So they're a overall well-sounded team. The Jets have had a really rough year. Bell has had a really rough year. Um, you know, he complained about his like money or something last year at the Steelers. Ben knows that. You can ask him that. Poor Steelers fan. Um, it was something with, to do with that. But Bell's had a really rough year, and the Jets' offensive line has done nothing uh, in my opinion, for him to block. So I can expect a big, uh, not a big game for Le'Veon Bell this week. And for the rest of the year, honestly, it might be a question whether or not you should start Le'Veon Bell just because of how he's been performing. And then my one must start this week is Drew Brees. He's home against the Cardinal Carolina. Carolina's D can be spotty. Yeah, they have Keekley and Davis. But overall, Carolina's defense has been struggling a lot. We all know Breeze is a future Hall of Famer, and Thomas and Kamara will have a big game in the passing game. Michael Thomas, again, MVP candidate potentially. He's got the skills, got the talent. Literally another leader for the Saints. The Saints have like four leaders. I could see a 350-yard passing game for Drew Breeze this week. I really can. So expect a good game from Drew Breeze, and he is definitely a must-start. I'm just quickly going to go over who I think the best player at each position will be. Quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Running back, Aaron Jones. Wide receiver, Michael Thomas. And tight end, Darren Waller. Now let's do my NFL predictions just for fun. My lock is the Raiders over the Jets. My upset is the Bengals over the Steelers. The Bengals will get their first win of the year, in my opinion, this week. Um, That's the NFL fantasy side of this episode. 
If you want to continue listening, I'm going to give you guys just a brief rundown of the college football playoff standings. I'm going to try doing this at the end of every podcast just so we can kind of see because it is kind of a football podcast. So this is what we got. The top 25 was announced. I'm mainly going to move my way. I'm going to go from 25 up because that makes sense. I'm not going to go through every team. Like 25 SMU, I know nothing about. SMU, Appalachian State, and USC, I really know nothing about. I'm going to start with Iowa State, though. Iowa State's a very interesting team. Iowa beat Iowa State this year, which helps them out a lot. Iowa State, the last couple of years, has actually been pretty decent. Ever since they got that new head coach, before their program was atrocious, been stepping up a little bit. They're 6-4 and four right now. I don't really see much going on for them uh, moving forward. Um, I could see them falling out of the playoff. I don't really know why they're in it. They're 6-4. and four. I don't know. Very interesting the committee put them in, but... They put them in for some reason. I really have no idea. Um, I'm going to jump to 17 because the others I don't know much about and I don't know why they're in. They're 9 and 1, but they don't have great conferences. 17 is my Iowa Hawkeyes. They've had a very unique year. We just came off a win against Minnesota at home, which is huge. The reason why Iowa 17 and 7 and 3. We just haven't been performing against the big time schools. Um, we are three lo- Here are our three losses. At Michigan, we lost 10 to 3. Home against Penn State, we lost, I think, by 5 or 6 or 7. It was like a one possession game. And then we lost to Wisconsin by 5, I believe, 2 or 5. We've hung in with the big schools. We're not a bad football team, but we haven't been able to produce when we needed to with those games. So that's why we're 17. If we won those games, or if we only lost one of those games, we could probably be in the top 7, in my opinion. Knocking off Michigan, who's 13. You know, Penn State's up there as well. And Wisconsin, so. But we did beat Minnesota, though, which is a nice win for us. Notre Dame and Auburn. Kind of an interesting story. Notre Dame last year, you know, made the playoff. I believe it was last year they made the playoff. Um, this year I was expecting a lot more. Maybe it was a lucky year last year. Auburn. Auburn always, in my opinion, has an up year and a down year. This year has been a down year, you know, with Bo as their quarterback. Not the greatest. They lost to Oregon to start off the year. It's kind of been a downhill from there. They're 7-3, and three, though, still in 15, so the committee does value their uh, team. They do uh, still think that Auburn's a good football team, and I do. I think Auburn's a good football team, but I don't think they should be 15, especially since they're 7-3. and three. They're the best three-loss team in the nation, it looks like, so I could... Put Iowa over Auburn. No, I'm just kidding. Baylor, 9-1-14. Baylor is a funny story. Baylor is, like, a lucky. They didn't really play anyone good until they played Oklahoma. Uh, and they lost. They choked it bad. That probably dropped them a lot. I lost a lot of respect for Baylor after they choked that game to Oklahoma. Um, Baylor, 9-1. and one. Solid team, though, out of the Big 12. Let's go to Michigan and Wisconsin, 13-12. and 12. Michigan... I'm waiting for Michigan to win their Big Ten championship. I said they would this year. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Sometime soon they're going to win a championship. They they got the talent. They got the coach, a former NFL, former NFL coach. I don't know why they can't get it done. I've wanted Michigan to get it done. I'm not. I'm a big blue. I'm kind of a blue fan, you know. But they just haven't been performing. You know, they're losing the big time games. They're going to probably lose against Ohio State who can potentially win the college football playoff this year. And then Wisconsin, 
They have two losses. They should be 9-1, and one, but they lost to Illinois, which is really, really bad for them. And they also lost to... I can't think off the top of my head who they lost to, but... Wisconsin's a good team. I love Wisconsin. I, I love running the football. You know, I have formation, just how Iowa does it. Single back, constantly running. I love that. Love watching some Big Ten football, Big Ten football especially. So, Wisconsin 12. Doesn't look like their playoff chances are good enough, but they're getting a New Year's 6, and it'll probably be a good New Year's 6. They could finish in the top 10 by the end of the year. They do have uh, Minnesota coming up. Uh, I think it was the last game of the year, so if they can win that, that would We just finished talking about Wisconsin, so I'm going to jump to number 10, Minnesota. My opinion, Minnesota is not the 10th best team in the nation. I think, in my opinion, they're a 17-18 to 18 type of team. Why? Because they haven't really played anyone great other than Penn State. And another team that they played that was great, which is Iowa, they lost to. I personally think Minnesota should be 16 to 18, somewhere around that range. But since they're nine, they were nine and zero in Big Ten, and they're big, and then in the Big Ten, they got all the way up to ten. I think the committee favors them a little bit, but their real challenge is how they're going to do against Wisconsin. If they lose to Wisconsin, they should be in probably the twenty range. But if they win. Then they can be a top 10 team. So they're a very funny story there. Uh, number 9, Oklahoma. Jalen Hurst transferred. They would be in the top 4, but they lost to Kansas State. They beat Baylor, however. So I probably would put them at like 7. Uh, good team. I don't like seeing them in the playoff, though, because I, I don't like watching their style of play. Penn State, 9-1. and one, Definitely deserves an 8. Even though they lost to Minnesota, it was at Minnesota with all the momentum on their side. And they barely lost two. So I, I, I like Penn State at number eight. Utah at number seven. I don't know how they're number seven, to be honest. I don't know how they got up that fast. I didn't really know they were that good. And then they're the, the, the seventh best team in the nation. And then Oregon, Justin Herbert. A big win against Auburn earlier in the year. Uh... With they win the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, the Pac Twelve against Utah, I could see them being in the top four. Alabama number five. I don't think they'll make the playoff even if they beat Auburn because they're not, they don't have Tua Tagov whatever his name is. They don't have Tua, and I feel like they're not the same without Tua. And then Georgia number four. I don't know how they're number four either. My opinion, they shouldn't be number four. And then we got our top three. Clemson, 11-0. Very underrated. I know they haven't played the greatest of schedules, but they're still in a Power 5 conference and playing Power 5 schools. And they've been dominating. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, Trevor Lawrence, who helped them win a national championship last year. And it's not that they're a one-loss team. They haven't lost a game yet this year. So definitely should be in the college football playoff if they win out I know some people don't believe they should but I think they should Ohio State number 2 at a 10-0 record they're a monstrous team Ohio State my buddy Ben you know great big Ohio State fan Ohio State's got it all they got Justin Fields Chase Young they're always so good and they've been dominating the Big Ten all year 
with Ryan Day as their coach. They've been just absolutely dominating. I, if LSU didn't beat Alabama, if they didn't play Alabama, Ohio State would be number one in my opinion. Right now, they're my favorites to win the college football playoff. But obviously, that can change depending on how well they do in the Big Ten. If they win out and win the Big Ten championship or lose. And then LSU, number one at 10-0. and Big win against Alabama at Alabama with Tua. And Joe Burrow, Heisman candidate, probably could win the Heisman and potentially a number one or two pick. Their quarterback really been carrying them and helping LSU win. And I like LSU versus Ohio State in the national championship with Ohio State winning. I would love to see that matchup. We've been seeing Alabama-Clemson. Let's see two new teams that we haven't seen. Uh, so sorry that I'm doing this on a different podcast. I just got cut off on my other and I wanted to finish talking about that. So thank you guys for watching this NFL Fantasy slash um, College Football Stands Review podcast. Hopefully we'll be back next week with more. Please like our podcast. <coughs> Die with me. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you.